Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. I have Juan Osaven, and we have Fred and Kanishik in the background. <laughs> I mean, was that was that an actor on cue or what? I know, right? Wow, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. He really knows his part, man. Oh, she's, uh, <laughs> he's he's upset because I'm out of grapes. <laughs> if if I had grapes, he could he could jump ten feet high just to get a grape right now. I could put uh, it up, I could put it up in the tree up here. Yeah, he jump up there find that grape just for oh i'd like to see i'd like to see that that'd be good <laughs> i i was uh i apologize I, I was a little later than uh, you and i agreed on because i uh, uh had a bunch of calls going i didn't, wasn't even thinking about it and my phone plugged in and and uh got it down a little bit so i apologize for that, but uh, anyway no worries uh, we're, ha we're happy to have you i i I, yeah. I was joking that you're probably talking to trump and who knows maybe you were but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we had uh uh, quite a few things that have happened. Um, uh, and drum there, Fred agrees of uh, quite things, things that have happened over the last, uh, week or two that, um, I think there's some, um, shuffling going on that is going to affect things moving forward on a lot of lanes. You know, look what's going on over at, at, uh, the house. Uh, you know, I'm a little concerned, so is Fred, uh, about the, you know, pace, pacing of things, uh, especially in some of the Jordan investigations, there was, you know, people that were fussing that he was going a Trey Gowdy route where he was, mm -hmm. um, yep. you know, antipicating a lot and everything else, but, but slow walking some things, including some of the uh, reports and all that. Uh, the other side of the coin is, is that uh, in his defense, um, some of these things are, you know, just because you get a report put together and you have a whistleblower doesn't mean that um, it's completely actionable exactly at that point. You got to, you got to, you got to blend a number of efforts together. So um, I'm, I'm hesitant to be throwing uh any uh uh rocks in there uh on that but i am you know cautiously concerned that you know uh we have a lot of whistleblowers that are lined up with serious stuff that uh um especially during these summer months we need to kick the pace up to the moon and if we've got to bring more investigators in bring more investigators in um you know look at the durham report with what's released there. Uh, the the thing that's not caught by most people while we're hand-wringing and upset and everything else uh, about uh, Durham and Barr uh, and the fact that there wasn't uh, clear action, look what came out in the course of that. You had AIDS inside, uh, an aid inside of uh, Chief Justice Roberts' camp who 
had an effect on how the FISA court uh, material was viewed or acted on, et cetera. So, you know, if you're, if you have people inside the system mucking up the works, um, how are you going to get to uh, uh, actual court action or reversing court action? And of course, what we see from the Durham report and from the bar stuff and all that, they, I don't even know, I know. Uh, what we see is that uh, there was a bunch of people inside that camp that were mucking it up, and there seems to be an effort to kind of protect a bunch of bureaucrats. So we're kind of learning more and more. It's this uh, these hidden associations and relationships, wives, husbands, um, in various places in government, the swamp, colluding to protect each other, to... Um, uh, stop things from happening or people getting taken out. And there's this hesitation within the judicial system to go after friends and buddies and careers in a way that, uh, uh, here's the other thing. They all got their bones. You take me out. I take you out. You don't cover me on this. I don't cover you on that. But, um, like a house of cards, you pull out that one card and you might just lose a little bit flopping over. And there's another one, and all of a sudden the whole thing starts to collapse. That is what's happening right now. We're starting to see the unraveling. Look what happened with uh, the uh, post office up there in, in uh, uh, New York, Pennsylvania, whatever it was, with the uh, driver. Um, you know, back from 2020 at the election, and he said all the way along he had a truck trailer. Um, it had, depending on which way you want to view it, 200 to 400,000 ballots in it. They were all filled out, ready to go. And, uh, everybody was poo-pooing him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. All he was fussed out about was he needed his time slip signed so he could get his overtime. Probably real number, you know, hundred, 200 bucks or whatever. And over that stupid time slip not getting signed, somebody being the cheapskate uh, over a couple hundred dollars. Um, he got fussed, uh, made his statements, etc. Mm-hmm. And now we know about a couple hundred thousand to a half a million nearly ballots that somebody put somewhere that weren't valid. And it was postal employees involved in this wow. uh, in the Postal Service. Now, that's on the East Coast, on the West Coast. We knew of similar things with trucks, with ballots coming out of a printing company in California mm. that went to uh, Nevada and I think then Arizona. And we had drivers that, that you know, tried to inform us whistleblow on that. And they went to postal facilities with those ballots. And, and that was just an insta- instance where there, the assertion was there was multiple similar going on from that same printing company. Uh, as time goes on, um, you know, these things mature and we're getting closer and closer to, you know, there's a, uh, a tipping point. There is a straw that breaks the camel's back. And so the question is how close are we to that tipping point? We might not be there yet, but you can feel the teeter totter, uh, getting lighter and lighter and starting to flip, whether you're talking the hunter stuff, look at what's going on with, uh, 
the investigation related to uh, the uh, uh, informant over at the FBI mm. and his report and the fact that they're, you know, claiming we got to protect our sources, et cetera, and we can't let that information get loose into Congress. And so they're protecting. <laughs> Jennifer's upset because the, the uh, Fred's charging her. Well, she had an apple and he's hungry. So you know, don't like the heat, get out of the the kitchen. That's what Fred says. <laughs> uh, Fred and Drumstrick could be in the kitchen for other reasons at some point if he doesn't behave himself. I should show up and I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Jennifer's running from the chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's hysterical. You know, um... <laughs> go chicken, leave me alone. <laughs> but, you know, the things have a way of coming unraveled in bizarre ways. And then there's all of a sudden where um, their controls, their protections, the, the players, what's going to happen here is we have players that are going to come forward on other stuff. Remember I said, I started out by saying, you know, uh, these guys, you know, one guy has dirt on the other, the other guy has dirt on the first guy. Uh, some guy has dirt on another guy. Uh, it's like the mob. Look, if you're going to take me, I don't want to take you out. You know, they all got their bones. And that's so that nobody takes out another guy because they can talk against each other. But there's a certain point where it's, uh, you know, every man for himself because the tsunami is starting to take it out. What point does the house of cards become unraveled enough that now it's about protecting your king on your chessboard and screw the rest of them? And uh, we're getting close to that right now. We're not there, but we're getting close to that. You know, I, I think I may have mentioned to your audience before, uh, Michael, about, um, you know, I had a, I have a friend uh, from the intelligence community. And uh, last September, I was, I was sending her some notes and I, I didn't get a response. I didn't get a response. I'm like, what the, you know, mm -hmm. and so I happened to be in the neighborhood and I dropped by the house. And, uh, uh, someone close to her was there and I says, you know, where's she at? I, I sent her my show says, Oh, um, she's on the tribunal. Really? Where? Well, that was a dumb question. Can't tell me. And, uh, can't oh. tell me what's about or like that. And I said, I, never mind. I, sorry. I shouldn't have asked. Um, and, uh, I thought about it a bit. Well, she's retired, but she'd only recently retired so she's still got her clearances and she's uh got subject matter expertise mm -hmm. so then closer to the holidays uh end of the year last year uh i found out about uh two others and then one after the first of the year that have all been pulled away in and they were all in in a later time period uh so they wouldn't have all gone to the same uh tribunal number one they uh, are slightly different in their, in their expertise. So, uh, you know, they might be on different stuff. It tells me that probably there's multiple tribunals going on, but what kind of tribunal would they be? People think of, you know, they got to hurry up and arrest. Yeah, he's, he agrees. We got to arrest right now. Uh, you, you know, you think of arrest, criminal trial and all sorts of things, but, um, when 
uh, something like this happens, there may be multiple players that need to be targeted within a particular operation. Mm-hmm. Could be contractors, could be officers, could be, um, uh, you know, if it, why would it be a military tribunal as opposed to Justice Department? Justice Department's kind of the policing side of things aimed internally and in, in functions in the country. Uh, if you have a military tribunal, uh, that's nation state level stuff and uh, enemies external um, and uh, it involves different issues essentially. So what kind of a tribunal would I say my friend, you know, now, you know, nine months ago, 10, you know, eight months ago, nine months ago, uh, what would she have been put on? I would have to speculate. This is pure speculation because, you know, tribunals, uh, you know, if it's a, it's similar to a grand jury, then the nature of what they're looking at, uh, anybody that's brought in, you know, they are sworn to secrecy and they can't disclose that. And so if it's an investigative tribunal, then um, they may be preparing for uh, some types of arrest, uh, outlining uh, a broader uh, series of things that come into play. And that uh, process can take a little while, especially if it's something very complex. Uh, There's a lot of players involved. Uh, They want to cross the T's, dot the I's. And so I don't think it was, you know, look, we got good sources into Gitmon like that. Uh, There's nothing uh, from anybody that I know of, uh, and I've got pretty good contacts in there of any significance going on at Gitmo. It's in waiting. So we have lots of places that you could have a tribunal. It's almost endless for investigative purposes and like that. And I think I know where, uh, one or several are, are going on. You know, some of these guys, man, they want to hog the stage. I'm telling you. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, there may be something that's that's going on somewhere that uh, they're getting all the dots in a row and uh, the evidence in place. When would they strike? Um, most likely if it's because... All four of these people are out of the intelligence community in in a broad sense. Right. That tells me that um, it's a particular type of material that they're looking at, and the clearances and the subject matter expertise of the people involved mm. uh, is of a particular nature. And so, rather than having to explain to somebody what this means or what that responsibility is, or you know, how it should have been handled versus how it was handled. They don't have to be schooled on that very much, say, um, uh, by the JAG officer presenting stuff or looking through things. Uh, they they understand pretty intimately what what's going on, what's required. So uh, that would speed things along. It would allow things to be done without having to do any further, uh, uh, you know, any great deal of, of being read in on um, clearances or, or, you know, updated, et cetera. And it could proceed pretty quickly. When would that culminate into arrest? Well, it's completely impossible to say. Sometimes, you know, grand juries are seated even for years on complex 
complex things. Um, but uh, in a military setting, that, you know, there's a certain urgency once you get in that zone and there's a certain speed that you don't get in um, the civilian world, in the Justice Department world. They tend to get in there, get business done and move it. So um, something really long term, something really big might be a year uh, in a in a super complex thing. So I would expect personally, and this is total speculation, anybody saying they know precisely what's going on, you might as well toss that source uh, immediately because if they do know, if somebody's violating those oaths, um, uh, that's a problem all by itself. The, the subject matter, the nature, the specifics um, by definition are going to be very um, closely held. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of uh, uh, when it switches, though, if you're dealing, say, with um, contractors, uh, they could easily pick up contractors or foreign nationals, and you wouldn't even necessarily know about it. Uh, uh, and there even can be some subterfuge there that would bring certain people in. I, I, I'll use this as an example. Look at, look at what happened with uh, uh, FTX. You have mm. four billionaire kids, young people, that all die mysteriously in uh, a series of weeks, you know, like three weeks. So, you know, one of the questions is, well, did they actually for real <laughs> die? <laughs> Uh, did somebody come in and uh, take them out of harm's way? Yeah. One of the things is, is that some people that everybody knew was dead might not be dead at some certain point. Um, do we know that with a fact? No. Uh, you know, uh, McAfee comes to mind. Uh, Epstein, you know, the, uh, the very strange things around uh, Epstein uh, death. Um, remember, we had a van that pulled up. All the cameras were turned out before anybody got out of the van. That occurred before his death. And then uh, later, when the persons are in the van, uh, uh, then the cameras are turned back on and the vehicle is allowed to be seen leaving the building. What happened in the interim? Oh, yeah, we had camera malfunctions, all sorts of things. Uh, there's all sorts of fun stuff there. Right. Um, so with that in mind, you know, we have an audience here that's, you know, very stressed. Is anything happening? Are we finally ever going to, nothing's happening. It's the end of the world. And, and they're, they're doing all sorts of mental gyrations. Um, I would contend, actually, there's a lot happening both visibly and that you're not seeing. The things going on with uh, say the information released from the Durham report, the things going on with this back and forth between Ray over at FBI, not wanting to give up the details on uh, uh, that report uh, from the FBI informant who's a valued six-figure salary person. This isn't the riffraff. Hey, look at, you know, uh, the guy that uh, was overstock.com, Pat Burr, he has been very, very, very um, uh, 
out there telling the public, telling the world, look, I set up a payoff for Hillary Clinton for $17 million, I think it was. And uh, she was good with it. And the FBI was running me as an informant at the time this all happened. Mm-hmm. And he also maintained his credibility, his viability on the Russian gal uh, and uh, somebody way up there past uh, the director of FBI or CIA or like that. Uh, mm. Who could that be uh, with executive authority? approved for all intents and purposes what amounted to a hit on a Russian national that he was close to if he had to do it. Uh, you know, uh, and he's, he, that's all on the record. He's talked, he's testified to the house, uh, both currently and, uh, previously with the Democrat run house, uh, all the FBI people involved and, uh, nothing's happened so far. And yet he, just like this this one on the Biden payoff money, uh, has gone to great lengths to get that information into the system. If it amounts to uh, treason in a wartime condition uh, with something that was an act of war related to overthrowing an election, um, that is an act of war. Uh, and you're not able to get to justice in the Justice Department. Are we now looking at uh, military tribunals taking on uh, this problem because you can't get to justice at the Justice Department? I think that's right. That's in there. I think that's in there. And so, uh, and and it's starting to, you know, it's starting to get holes in the foundation. There's a tipping point where uh, all of a sudden it just can't hold together any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the revelations in the uh, Carrie Lake case in Arizona. Yeah, the judges have, you know, stuck uh, justice on its ear. But the people are getting more and more aware that uh, uh, in reality, um, there's no reliability in the justice system. Same thing we're finding in in other states now. Uh, And of course, the postal stuff with the, you know, the inspector general doing investigation, finding out that, yes, this guy did have that truck. Somebody did something to get the serial number down wrong in the trailer, but he was, in fact, doing what he said he was doing. And and they did have the ballots in there and they didn't have any right to have them. Um, There's a problem. It is starting to unravel. Will we get there in time for the 2024 election? Um, Stuff is, you know, when when a house of cards comes down, it comes down a lot faster than it goes up. Right. Right. So uh, I think, you know, there's some tipping point where suddenly it's a whole different game and it's 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 much faster than most people are thinking. And I think that's where within our community, people need to not be easily. um, You know, let's not let's not do the other sides uh, work for them in being despondent or, you know, uh, it's the same old thing over and over and over. It's not the same old thing. Uh, all those people keeping tension on the line. Um, you know, I had a, a sailfish on years ago, uh, Marlon, when I was much, much younger, it was 30 years ago. That thing fought like there was no tomorrow. 
and there was a certain point and i mean it'd been like you know over an hour and all of a sudden the fight completely changed and he was done and up until that point in time you know the uh, skipper was you know you just gotta you gotta play him gotta keep him uh, working and uh that's just the way it was um when he finally had been pretty worn out there was a couple runs left in him but at the end of the day when he was done he was done and it was pretty instantaneous and i think that's kind of this situation where we're keeping tension on the line and we're getting closer by the hour and uh, things are happening and don't don't give the other side credit that they don't deserve mm -hmm. so you know black sites maybe um intel you know has black sites uh, around the world so i could see maybe some if there was foreign interference that was uh, discovered, which we've heard about, uh, I could see somebody, you know, paying a price for that, maybe in a military tribunal, because that that that's what would kick that off. Well, you know, I, I what was interesting, I was with a friend of mine. Um, I don't know, it's been probably two or two and a half months ago, and. Uh, we all know this Leopoldo thing uh, over in Italy and the right. stuff there. Leonardo. And so this person had been involved in an aspect of that. And this is uh, somebody the whole world knows the name. Yep. And so, you know, within I mean, a lot of the world knows that. And uh, so uh, he got a call and he says, hey, that was so-and-so. They, they just called me to verify that I'd be available to testify uh, if needed on what I know what happened uh, on the timing. Mm. And, um, you know, this is no riffraff person, okay? And he says, you know, yeah, about three months or so ago, uh, they called me also at that time, just after this new house session uh, was set up towards the end of January and asked me the same question. I said, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm ready. If they need me, you know, I'll come say what I know about what transpired. Um, and so, uh, and this is not a U.S. citizen. Uh, so why would that come up now when you have so many other sources say wasn't relevant, it's not true, nothing happened, blah, blah, blah. And the people involved were taken out of Europe and brought to the U.S. They were calling him from the U.S. Um, uh, and I would suspect based on all of that conversation, there's somewhere within, it may not be technically witness protection, but they're in some type of um, arrangement where they're being kept <clears throat> close by until the right moment. And it might not be the right moment for them to do it, but they're not, they're not traveling the world living carelessly. And they certainly wanted to update you know a lot of times uh in the course of the work you'll touch bases with some of the key people to kind of let them know things are moving mm -hmm. so they're not caught by surprise if you need them even if it's not that second so you kind of update a file to verify you have current numbers you know where they're at you know what their availability is they know that you're need them um attorneys do that all the time even though it might have a little hair on it because you got so many things going till you come back to the to the main thing. I think that's the category I would put all of that in. And um, 
Uh, so stuff is happening somewhere in there. You might not see it visibly, but the other side of the coin is, I think the other side is very aware um, that things are maturing and they're getting more nervous uh, also um, and lashing out because uh, they're under a lot of pressure. They know that things are, are coming unraveled for them. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been in a lot of safe houses around the world and, you know, you can disappear pretty easy. So some of the people you're talking about, uh, like Epstein and so forth, uh, it's very, very conceivable. Those guys were, uh, disappeared in some safe houses somewhere around the world. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, let, I, me, let me just say this, uh, let me interrupt you for one second. Sure. You know, Warren, you're, you're Epstein, you're McAfee. Okay. Look at the place they put Epstein. Very, uh, you know, it's a wild spot, but look at what happened with Ghislaine. Of course you've had, uh, Mike Gill on, yeah. Uh, uh, where did they park his land? They're in New Hampshire for Pete's sakes, right. Uh, right in the middle of the Granite State, the safe, so that they had uh, yeah her in a in a place where she's amongst friends. Um, you know that. Uh, uh, That's a good point, and she was discovered. Yeah, so they they have well, insights, and people that she wasn't as invisible. Mm. As a lot of people would like to think, they just, uh, it's like, uh, knowing the story on Hunter's, uh, laptop. Most of the public, I think at this point in time is very aware of, you know, the basics of Hunter's laptop, even though you had 51 intelligence agency people, by the way, three times 17, they love to do stuff on the numbers, uh, the Osiris number, which Washington, D.C. is built around, the monument to Osiris, big dick right in the middle of the city, the Washington Monument. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, Area 51, three times 17, the most powerful, you know, uh, magnification of the magic. You know, magic is, you know, three times is the the maximum magnification of the magic they can do. They got their, their numbers. Um, there's a... Uh, component to this in this in this back and forth where uh, we now know that those 51 intelligence agency people and officers were completely full of shit. That was done for campaigning purposes to give Biden uh, something at just the right moment, just the right time. Um, and so that was extremely political and aided in throwing an election. Many people have said if they knew that the Hunter Biden laptop uh, was actually valid and what was there was valid and it wasn't Russian disinformation, that they would not have voted for Biden. Is it enough to have thrown the election? Remember how close this election was? It was actually extremely close. So those intelligence officers that participated in a political, uh, politically motivated action on something they knew was complete bullshit, saying it was Russian, uh, classic Russian disinformation. Uh, they threw or assisted in throwing a U.S. election. It aided somebody who is in collusion, uh, according to the account of the whistleblower that the FBI is protecting, uh, his information getting through to Congress right now, uh, it aided a foreign government 
in getting a player into the presidency who had already accepted bribes and could reasonably be expected uh, to be either blackmailable because of it and therefore turn policy to this foreign country's uh, interests or would continue to receive blackmail money through family members to continue to favor that country. So either way, that's a national security interest. And he was a VP at the time. So who would look at that? Is that a Justice Department thing? Or if it aided somebody during an act of war to throw an election, uh, is that something that the military should be looking at? And if the FBI can't get the job done, and if the House can't even, have the military already been tasked with moving forward? Remember, there was very advanced investigations involving IRS people and Treasury people looking at Hunter's laptop before the 2020 election. Those people are the whistleblowers that have said, look, we're done. We're not going to, um, you know, uh, uh, they, they tried to present stuff at the House. They were blocked. Uh, they're screaming bloody murder behind the scenes. They were, you know, let go from their work, suspended. Uh, you know, they're waiting for justice to show up. If you can't get to justice at the White House, can't get to justice in the Justice Department that runs, is run by the White House, the administrative side, you can't get there with the House because itself, it refers to the Justice Department. They can also refer stuff to military tribunals, and that may very well have already happened. And then, by the way, uh, think about this. You have an Israeli informant that is now in hiding because of similar allegations. And uh, he said, uh, you know, in some of the stuff over the last week, he said, hey, Joe Biden, you're going to threaten me? Maybe I should start naming names mm. on the payoff stuff going towards you. Mm. Uh, you know, you guys aren't going to let me get in here and... Uh, and uh, testify my life's in danger. This is an Israeli businessman with intelligence agency connections, etc. Um, okay, fine. Let's let's move this along. Uh, I'll start naming names. Uh, so now you've got you've got multiple solid avenues all headed towards the White House. Then, you know, as I said in the last time you and I talked, the problem for the Democrats is they are chained hand and foot, waist and neck <laughs> to Biden, and they cannot get rid of him. You know, uh, think about think about the image of Biden that uh, everybody's seeing. I got a question. You know, we got four body doubles that are playing Biden. Right. Do they have one body double that happens to be a trip guy, fall guy? <laughs> he falls. He falls with regularity. I mean, you know, the other ones are too fragile. We don't. Want, no, no. Use the stuntman by. Yeah. I, does he get extra pay? I know, right? That's what I'm wondering. Fall stuntman by. Okay. He's got to get extra pay for that. He is so good. And then he gets up and he points at the uh, the uh, sandbag. Yeah. Digitally enhanced video where the where the cords are put on the floor. Oh yeah, look at the signs. You can have the president up there. He's going to be presenting. And they got these cords on the floor. They're like six inches tall, okay? 
<laughs> and he's tripping on him. <laughs> Trip and fall Biden. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we keep we keep seeing we like we have fun with. But then you got the oh, one that can cannot speak, and then you have the one that can carry on a conversation fairly well. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if they need if they need to really put something out, then they bring him out. Well, it, you know, it may be that they're actually trying to save the taxpayers' money, because, um, you know, which one of the which one of the fake Bidens is the most expensive? Are they all on scale? It's just you know, it's union union pay or something, or it, you know, stuntmen. I mean, that's far riskier. If he misses up on that trip and fall, he might fall over the side of the stage. Yeah. And the other thing, you you watch how he's got to rub his nose and his, his lip when he's talking. Okay, that mask, you know, get a little moisture underneath it. If he does it wrong, all of a sudden he's got a tear in his mask that's wrong, so he's got to be very careful. No fingernails touching it. No jostling. So just the hair on the back of your hand, you know, just barely touching it. That's, that's a technique. I mean, that's a guy that knows how to keep his mask intact. Mm. Because you had the other guy... I bet you that other guy that that scratched the back of his neck the other day over there in Ireland, yeah. that guy probably got a kick in the ass. You keep that up, man. Mm -hmm. uh, you're done, right? And of course, with everything at stake, what are they going to do? S send him to, uh, you know, Antarctica? Or are they going to freaking off him? You know, <laughs> uh, how do you keep that guy from talking? If he's no longer on the payroll, is, is there a danger that he's going to start talking? Yeah. I mean, at some level, look. At some level, that sounds like fun banter. Do you think these people are that relaxed and lackadaisical about what we're talking about here? Oh, numbers. Um, are they actually far more um, serious about what they're doing? Uh, this is life and death for some of these people. When the tribunals happen, if you've cooked, cooked elections and you get picked up, as an act of war, uh, are you going to get a nice federal cell somewhere? Have you, you, you've been around it. Uh, we're going to strap them to a pallet, <laughs> crisscrossed legs. Okay. <laughs> crisscrossed arms and uh, picked up and moved with a forklift on a pallet. Uh, you know, what's that going to look like? And, uh, uh, how happy are they going to be with that? You know, we're going to leave, we're going to leave the, the mask on them until we get them to the destination before we take it off. Those masks get itchy after a while. You're, you're, you're strapped to the pallet with your arms uh, strapped in the uh, 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 white jacket. Uh, that might be a little tough to deal with for, for a day or two while you're getting transported. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be tough. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so um, at some point... This will not be fun and games anymore. I don't think it's that far off. You know, is it, mm -hmm. you know, we know that it has to happen in the fall. Uh, we we didn't have it happen the last two falls. I think it could have. There was good cause for it, too. But this is, a, this is a, the whole world at stake. Who knows what other things may be in play? Um, you know, is somebody playing with nukes in the background, threatening even a whole city? Uh, you know, well, I just want to get it over. With. I don't need it done. You know, well. Maybe you don't know just how much the stakes truly are. Right. Um, and uh, look, you've seen it too. Some of the equations that go into the calculation. Um, do you have all the details? Mm -hmm. Do you need to hold a little bit longer because of where you're at? Uh, knowing that, 
um, maybe you hold back a little longer till you know for sure you know what you know what you know as opposed to you're pretty sure if you knew going up in an aircraft there was a one in ten chance that you weren't going to land would you take those odds if it's one in 99 you can take those odds or one in a thousand with everything at stake the whole country at stake uh, you can't be trifling you need to be as close to 100 percent as you can um, because uh, you're not going to get a second shot, another shot. Better get them all. You don't know where that one is that might be just perfectly placed to really screw things up down the road. So, yeah. Anyway, now, do you think that um, you know, China, Xi Jinping? Do you think that he is maybe privy to some of this? Because uh, we we have a, a deep state here in the United States, obviously. Uh, I think there's probably was or is a similar in China. What what do you think the uh, and and Putin? Do you think he's maybe kind of read in on some of some of the stuff to a certain extent? What do you? Well, we know that in China, you know, before China really went off the rails here just recently. Remember, all the way back to Tiananmen Square, you had a uh, strong. Uh, uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Come later. Um, thank you. Uh, think of. Uh, Tiananmen Square. You had a huge resistance going on in China, and we know there's strong resistance. Um, even as recently as about, I would say, a year ago. It's right. not yesterday, but it's about a year ago. Right. We had um, uh, some of the university senior people inside China that reached out to people that we've had a relationship with um for a very long time mm -hmm. and kind of just making sure that you know there was connecting and these are people that had been a little bit critical of uh, uh xi and so they were letting us know they were okay mm. that they were still functional and viable and wanted to have the opportunity to have a relationship here i would i would couch that in china's keeping a few people that could be the liaisons to the West um, in the event of a Trump return. Ah. And uh, so they haven't, you know, they haven't gone full, full, full retard. Uh, they want to have some opportunities to restart things if they had to, if the ah. timing gets thrown off. Uh, think of it in the flip, in the reversal. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just talking with uh, uh, Dennis Kucinich the other day. We were having kind of a long conversation. Look, on a lot of policy, policy stuff, he's the campaign manager for uh, Robert Kennedy. And, uh, wow. So uh, there's a lot of stuff on domestic policy that really we're not on the same page on. Yeah. But on some foreign policy stuff, uh, right on the cash. And I'll tell you what. I was talking with a uh, Republican senator, retired uh, just yesterday, a good friend, long-term friend. He was on the Reagan transition uh, committee when Reagan came into office. And he was commenting on, on Robert Kennedy's uh, policy uh, statements and uh, his campaign and like that. And he says, look, <laughs> Robert Kennedy is spot on hmm. on all of his policy stuff, uh, foreign probably have a few differences on domestic. I don't know how he'd do on that, 
the same thing uh, with Dennis. We probably spar a, a fair amount on the domestic policy stuff. The foreign policy stuff, right in the cash. Dennis Kucinich, he, uh, he put in articles of impeachment on uh, George W. Bush um, on what he did in Iraq. Uh, you know, of course, post 9-11, all of a sudden we're doing all this stuff in Iraq uh, as though they'd been involved in 9-11. They had, they had nothing to do with 9-11. They didn't have anything to do with it. What are we doing? Uh, it was a constitutional violation. Kucinich had the, um, uh, the moral, uh, he was on the right track to enter these articles of impeachment. Now, you know, we're all in the rah, 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 wave the flag, everything else. But I got to tell you, at the time, mm -hmm. I had to agree with him. I couldn't argue with him. He was on the cash. There was a problem here. And America was put into a horrible situation. We got blood on our hands on what happened there. The same thing he went after Cheney articles of impeachment for same stuff related to Iraq, Afghanistan. And then he went after Obama on the Libya stuff. Now, the reason the Libya stuff, when we're talking about it, because, um, you know, some of the same people that we were talking to from different directions in that time period, um, he introduced articles, articles of impeachment on Obama for wow. the bombing campaign and air uh, uh, stuff, uh, air cap over Libya, that Putin was screaming bloody murder about Putin personally advised uh, Saif Gaddafi uh, uh, through to his dad, they're going to betray you. Let us in there to help you and protect you. Oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, Gaddafi said, no, 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 we're, we're working through it. Gaddafi was the one that had his intelligence services, uh, people talking to our intelligence services people, literally almost daily after 9-11, mm. uh, Saif told his dad, you know, we can't, we don't get bombed like Reagan did. And uh, so they got rid of all their nuclear stuff that they got from the Ali Khan in Pakistan. The Russians had to come in and pick up uh, the nuke material. They set it all out in the air base and crates and, until the Russians came and picked it up. Um, and uh, still, you know, uh, Hillary, you know, uh, cackling, you know, we came, we saw, he died. Uh, ha, ha you know, uh, concerning uh, Libya. Uh, Kucinich put in articles of impeachment against Obama for the same reasons he did so against Bush and Cheney. Wow. This crowd is putting us into these wars, just like what's happening right now in Ukraine, uh, uh, over bullshit. We're yeah. back in the Nazi army in the Ukraine? I'm sorry, I, I, you know, uh, we have... Uh, personnel that are training right now to go over to Central Europe to backfill because the Ukrainians are getting their head handed to them on a plate. Yep. Uh, they're just about wiped out. So you want to carry the war forward. You're going to have to bring in Western troops to do it. That's that's the fact of life. Mm. And uh, uh, certainly implying that to the Russians based on our maneuvers and training and all that. So with that in mind, um, should similar stuff be being done with Biden right now. You know, he bombed the Nord Stream uh, pipeline. Right. Uh, that's an act of war. Uh, uh, you had Lindsey Graham this week come out 
and you know last week is uh cackling himself about you know our weapons are really good at killing russians and buddying up with Zelensky, you know somewhere in here we're going to get putin you just watch okay really what if I, what if they decide to say the same thing about you how would how would graham be cackling if all of a sudden uh one of the uh senior people in russia or Lavrov, uh, the foreign minister, or somebody like that, uh, started saying, yeah, you know, uh, our Russian weapons are really good at uh, taking out stupid, dumbass senators. Okay? <laughs> you don't think they'd be whining and moaning and screaming bloody murder and right. going to the UN and everything else? Uh, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. These yeah. people are putting us in there. We've got blood on our hands as a, as a people, as a nation. Mm-hmm. But coming back to Libya, uh, when all of that happened with Libya, and uh, while they were still hunting down Gaddafi, this revolution in Libya, this civil war in Libya, the CIA miraculously pulls a university professor out of the Uni- University of Washington, up there by Seattle, um, who, you know, they put in as being the person who so understands Libya that he should be the new president of Libya. He's a fucking university professor. Mm. They transport him over there and try to put him in as being the representative of the Libyan people. He's been freaking teaching college for 10, 12 years. Mm. He's on somebody's payroll. He's just parked there. He's getting agency help and assistance behind the scenes to keep relevant and publish an article or two somewhere. They had him on ice for exactly this moment. They knew what they wanted to do. The Libyan people rejected him. He ended up only lasting a short while and he was out of there. So uh, with that in mind, uh, uh, you start looking at these things going on around the country, around the world. The intelligence agencies are playing a game here in collusion with each other. It's British intelligence, it's Mossad, it's U.S. Uh, 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 three-letter agencies, including not just the CIA, but the FBI. It's the university people. Remember on the university side, it was a uh, American with dual passport teaching over at Cambridge who uh, had the aid with great tits and ass who... Uh, goes down and tries to bed Papadopoulos, uh, a newlywed who has a beautiful wife, Christian guy, mm-hmm. and uh, she goes and tries to bed Papadopoulos. Oh, by the way, it's the same university professor who also has a conference on security and invites in the Russian gal and Flynn to the same conference, pays him to come in and speak, and then claims that during this uh, event hosted by the fucking Brits, that Flynn has a tryst with the Russian agent, so he shouldn't be trusted and he shouldn't be um, uh, working for Trump. And Obama's warning Trump, don't trust Flynn as your national security advisor. We have intel. Oh, yeah, and you got the other 51 officers that are telling you that uh, uh, the Biden laptop Hunter Biden's laptop is a classic Russian disinformation campaign from the university side, from the officers, three letter agency side, from the corporate side. Look, they're in there saying that 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 a, a server at a bank 
in some you know remote location is providing covert communications between Putin and Trump to get him elected. All of that proven false. Every angle you can think of America's under attack um, to undermine our vote system, but nothing to see here. Nothing's happening. I'm telling you, it's all coming down at the same time. It was an active war. Uh, by the time we're done, we'll see that foreign powers colluded together with uh, people who don't see themselves as American necessarily. They're globalist with a globalist cause, and they got one of their um, true believers following the same path into the White House, and he brought in with him a whole crew of people that have an agenda. The presidency is not just one person. It's hundreds and even thousands of people who come in under the same banner that are leading America off into some insanity, including burning down Central Europe. You know, look, look what happened uh, yesterday. You have the dam that was breached. Supposedly, Russia did it. Why would Russia breach the dam that's now washing out the nuclear reactor that Russia built that provides power to a lot of the region, uh, including Crimea? And now all of a sudden the dam is threatened that it might even melt down and, you know, be Chernobyl-esque uh, as though the Russians did this. There's no Russian interest in taking out the nuclear reactor that's downstream. The interest is uh, Western, just like taking out the Nord Stream. The, the stupid-ass statements that it somehow would be Russia that do, would do that are uh, as dumbass as uh, the 51 uh, uh, intelligence agency people and officers mm -hmm. saying that uh, the Hunter Biden laptop is a classic Russian disinformation campaign. Yep. It's coming unraveled, and they're doing desperate things to hold their position. They have to burn down the Ukraine, the crime scene where all the money laundering was happening. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the um, Ukrainians have been shelling the uh, dam for a long time, and they were still shelling it after it, it, it blew up. So yep. uh, it's, it's, it's not the Russians. It's pretty obvious. And I, I think the Russians probably knew that something like this was coming because they have they started evacuating the town around the uh, nuclear uh, power plant. So, well, and long before, like week weeks ago. Let me just say this: what uh, the game that Putin's been playing, <clears throat> the intent with, excuse me, the Ukraine had a drink went down the wrong pipe. Um, the intent with Ukraine at the end of the Cold War, was to keep the Ukraine as a buffer, uh, sort of a demilitarized zone, if you will. Mm -hmm. It was the World Economic Forum that brought in $10 billion over a decade <clears throat> to destabilize Ukraine into the Donbass and Crimea, to foment civil war in the Ukraine, to promote the Nazi army. Right buildup in Western Ukraine. <clears throat> the World Economic Forum uh, wanted this civil war, uh, and they wanted to do pushback on uh, Russia. Uh, Russia has been very light-handed, even in conducting uh, this war, 
The Russian people and generals, uh, general staff, uh, they've all been pretty critical of Putin because he's allowed the Russian military to sustain higher injury and death rates than he absolutely had to while he was trying to be as surgical as possible with the least civilian uh, injuries damage and also going slow enough to allow time for the people of Ukraine to get serious and get the hell out. So you have a diaspora of Ukrainians that have gone out into the region into other countries. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, what Putin's uh, plan and intent is, if you're not going to let Ukraine remain, um, you know, outside of NATO's uh, circle, because the agreement was we wouldn't move NATO one inch further east as a threat to Russia. That was the agreement at the end of the Cold War. Instead, we keep encroaching on it and then uh, by proxy uh, inciting uh this violence towards Russia, where the Russians had a, a presence in there for hundreds of years. You got it, you know, something going on that's been going on for a very long time. So uh, you're prodding, poking the bear continuously. Um, the bear was trying to do what we asked him to do. Why don't you come be nice, be social? Uh, you sell your oil and gas to the West. We sell you goods with the money you get from the oil and gas. We do trade. We're all better off. They build an interesting pipeline. They get the financing in place. They build the whole thing, and we go and blow it up. Um, uh, so they can't make money. There. There's no reason for them to interact with us. How, how would they trust us out in the future? Um, and we keep threatening to move NATO further east, further east. So what Putin's strategy is, is he went in and got the biolabs, secured that, secured Chernobyl, because there was, you know, material there that could go out and be part of a duty, dirty bomb and, and other stuff. Uh, tried to stabilize things as best he could. And then he goes about this slow retreat. Uh, and so in the course of doing that, it's the weapons that the West has fed into the Nazis mm -hmm. that's blowing everything up, breaking everything down. You're creating an area, even the West putting in these um, uh, these uh, shells that have the enriched, uh, you know, the uh, um, yep. uranium in them. And they're heavier than than lead, mm -hmm. and so they have more impact, and they they have greater penetrating power and all that. So, but the problem is when you blow up that material in an extremely high heat explosion it vaporizes uh, that material and then it creates a, it's radioactive. Right. So you create a hot spot, and, and you, you know, we've seen it in uh, Libya where we brought in these particular types of munitions. We've seen it in Iraq. We've seen it in Kosovo. Uh, these areas become hot spots uh, for hundreds and hundreds of yards that if you come back in later and you don't know that was a hot spot, and you try to build a house or put a tent up or you have animals or you grow food, uh, you're doing it literally in a uh, nuclear waste dump. Yep. And so they put these materials, they're firing them all over the place. You're turning the Ukraine into an uninhabitable zone for 
you know, really hundreds of years. And you can go in and try to do cleanup, but the cleanup is it's not that great. You're dealing with, you know, materials that you only have to get a few uh, grams, you know, micrograms in you. It creates a hot spot in your lungs or somewhere in the tissues. Next thing you know, you got cancer. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Putin in this slow retreat is letting us come in through our proxies and create an area that's essentially uninhabitable, like Chernobyl, only the whole region. And the infrastructure won't be there for people to move back, even taking out the dam and flooding that area out. It's very easy to destroy infrastructure. It's very hard to build it back because you have to have community and organization. You can throw money at it. You know, they're talking about, you know, a short while ago that the cost to rebuild the Ukraine after everything's done, you know, $200 billion. Are you kidding me? It's more like two trillion. Oh, yeah. Three trillion. Who's going to come up with the money? And how fast, even when you have the money, who's going to come in and rebuild it? You know, which which government uh, contractor are we going to hire with, uh, you know, opening you know, the styrofoam cup that the guys get the coffee from uh, in the dining area while they're working? Oh, that styrofoam cup is 50 bucks and the coffee's 100. You know, uh, you know, whose cost plus program is that? Well, it is in a combat zone and we don't know how safe it is for our guys to live there, you know. Uh, and uh, the, the same thing that happened in Iraq, same thing that's happened over and over other places. Maybe are. And yeah, they're talking about it. Yep. Uh, so again, um, if you put it in that kind of a, of a mode, uh, these guys want the Ukraine destroyed from the Western side and we'll spend the next, you know, 100 years rebuilding it so we can send people back in there. But from the Russian viewpoint, now nah, let them tear it apart and uh, we won't have to worry about an enemy on our border for quite some time. Uh, it's actually, I think it's a pretty sound strategy from the Putin side. Uh, yeah. Slow retreat, let them use their bombs, their bullets, their guns, their genius to blow up the infrastructure. And, you know, I remember when the uh, uh, Watts riots happened back in the 60s. And uh, same thing out there in um, California uh, when we had the stuff there, uh, El Sobrante, California. I was at the edge of it there, but there was the other stuff with the uh, Rodney King riots. A lot of those places took a very long time to kind of put back together, and a lot of businesses didn't come back in right away. Uh -huh. uh, the Watt stuff, you know, uh, there's places in there that still aren't uh, resolved. Uh, and you're going to do it in a whole country. We're talking neighborhoods. They're talking a whole country. That thing is going to be a waste zone for a very long time. Yeah. So uh, that favors Russia. Um, uh, and I think Putin's, that's Putin's game. Yeah. Uh, they, they've just been annihilating the uh, Ukrainian army and whatever the West can throw at all the, like, you know, stuff from Germany, stuff from the U.S., stuff from the U.K., it's just a hodgepodge of, uh, you know, military arms, which any um, military unit would be like, what the heck is all this crap? You know, but they're like supposed to be going out there and fighting. So uh, RFK Jr. just recently talked about how 350,000 Ukrainians have died. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge tragedy. Well, uh, uh, the question is, what's the real number? Yeah. Uh, we've been told 
that Russia lost 25,000 troops all uh, dead and uh, 100,000 injured. Uh, the real number is probably double in both cases. Mm -hmm. um, the reports that we've had have been that it's running about eight, uh, even as high as 10 to one right. um, uh, Ukrainians to Russians in the conflict. Uh, if you go with those numbers, uh, that's pretty, you know, in the zone of what uh, uh, Robert is saying. And uh, that's important because, um, let me say it this way, uh, the American people, it was our politicians, our uh, business people, in collusion with uh, people out of Europe, uh, uh, intelligence agencies out of Europe, working together to bring that area to a point of war. Mm. Uh, I don't care what you say, Trump would not have allowed that to happen on his watch. No way. He wouldn't no. have blown up the Nord Stream. Mm. Uh, he'd have got the guys in the room and tried to work the deal yep. to get along, go along. And if anybody was going to go sideways on him, he'd have kicked him in the ass. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, within our political military business establishment, uh, the American people's uh, resources that we paid for with our tax money, uh, that we allowed to get into power in our country, uh, are responsible for the deaths between both sides and the injuries of probably uh, three to 500,000 people dead hmm. and uh, several million displaced for the rest of their life in some damaged way out across the rest of Europe. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, go back a decade to what happened with Syria and Libya before that, uh, with what happened in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And you have to say that within the American military political machine, we're responsible on the low side for 10 million refugees out into the world mm. and probably uh, uh, 2 million deaths in the various conflicts that have occurred and destabilizing huge swaths of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, before God, do we get a pass on that because my country right or wrong? Um, uh, how are we going to answer for that? And then, and then let me bring it forward. And, and we have troop uh, training and movements here going on in the U.S. that are very intense. Uh, uh, the training uh, seems to center around now moving huge populations quickly to from uh, damaged areas to transport them to whole new locations. Look at what's going up on going on up in Canada right now. They have these uh, wildfires that are happening, um, and they clearly are not naturally starting. You can look at the, uh, 
Golika Duchenne, uh, uh, no, I didn't pronounce that right. I slimed it. Who does the uh, monitoring for the earthquakes and looks at the satellites and all that? He did a, a broadcast sense, a week yeah. ago. Yep. Uh, uh, looking at the wildfires across mm-hmm. Canada. Look, they're two months early. Okay, there's no there's no accounting for why those wildfires are happening two months early. Yeah. And then what's the government doing? They're not fighting the fires. They're moving the population. They're bringing everybody out of farm country to maintain the crops. They're moving them out of the shale areas back to the city centers. Wow. What the fuck is going on around here? And by the way, if they're if they're going to try to restrict the food production in Canada out ro- across those regions and the other uh, uh, productive things, even if it's only some percentage, you know, reduces it 10, 20 percent. The problem is, for example, down in Cuba, right this minute. Cuba, the population in Cuba is in the middle of a food crisis. Oh, wow. Hmm. And they don't have 80 percent of the food that's eaten in, in Cuba right now is reported. I don't It seems bizarre to me. I can't imagine you're in a you know, great sunshine, should be rich soil. All this, uh, they're claiming 80 percent of the food has to be imported to Cuba. Hmm. But the problem is they're, you know, the tourists haven't been coming because of the uh, fake uh, pandemic and everything else. So there's they're starving in Cuba. And they have to get food from other places that they can afford. Canada and Cuba have been tied together at the hip on a bunch of stuff. And now the food production coming out of Canada isn't going to be available at reasonable prices to Cuba. So the Russians are coming into Cuba. Right. Uh, I've said for quite a while, you know, uh, we're on the verge of a Cuban missile type crisis. Yeah. Russians are coming back into Cuba in force. To yep. bring in some currency to help feed the people to keep them alive, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's game on in Cuba again. And this time you won't see huge missile silos and uh, stuff for intercontinental ballistic missiles. They just come in uh, in the uh, bay, uh, cargo bay of a, uh, a Russian uh, uh, transporter, and next thing you know, you got uh, missiles that you never saw get in there, never saw where they went to. And uh, they're hypersonic, and they can be in Washington D.C. in you know six, seven, eight minutes, yep. or any place else you want to put them. Uh, and it's uh, they don't have to travel across the whole world, and they're right back in town. And the Cubans desperately need them, or glad to see them show up. Mm. Uh, uh, who's engineering that? That's you know, yeah. Look, the food production out of the Ukraine goes to to North Africa. And you just shut down the food production in Ukraine with this war. Yeah, it has ramifications. As there's reproductions, and we've had food, uh, uh, you know, uh, processing facilities, uh, you know, going offline here in the U.S. in num- in large numbers. Whoever heard of nineteen hundred? I saw a report nineteen hundred. Whoever heard of or saw in their lifetime ever in the history of the world an explosion? at a cattle processing location and you kill 10,000 cattle kaboom. Which, who, who lit that part? Yeah. I, I saw like an apple, there was like apple crates 
it looked like a petroleum fire. It was like a, millions of dollars worth of apples that were out in the field getting ready to be transported in Washington State. And it they were like burning like crazy. How, how do apples burn like that? It's, yeah, it's pretty suspect. Yeah, again, uh, somebody's got a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we really, uh, look, the fun and games time is over and the speculative. There's yeah. a certain moment where you have to get what I call scat um, and skedaddle. Um, mm. uh, it's no longer uh, speculative that, well, there might be a conspiracy somewhere that somebody's you know, after us a little bit. And so we should look over our shoulder a little bit. Are you kidding me? There is a global, globalista attack, and it's focused on uh, the West. It's focused on America with precision. That they want to uh, get us out of the way so they can take over the world. Those Georgia Guidestones saying that there's only, you know, they only want a half a million people on the planet. They're not kidding. And uh, the pushback has to be real to say, no, we're not going to, you know, slowly fade into the dark. We're not just going to go away. Uh, we're going to fight back. And that includes we're not going to let you put leaders in positions of authority over us that are going to do your bidding and wipe us out, of, you know, or get us in wars that end up depleting us and wiping us out. Uh, easily, readily, uh, you know, whatever. So we're gonna we're gonna have to decide. I think it starts. I think it starts mm. with kicking them in the ass over the vote fraud. We have people representing us that don't represent us that aren't people that we actually put in there. Uh, you got to get real. You got to say, okay, I'm done with the bullshit. And how are you going to stop it moving forward? One day voting, paper ballot with ID and finish the count that day. Mm-hmm. And we have the capability to do that. You know, uh, we've done it in other countries. Uh, get over it. Yep. Now we're going to have to do it here. You're not going to fraud us and put people in there. And then we're all supposed to just agree. Ooh, ooh, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I really, honestly, I think they do represent us. It's whatever. Bullshit. Just got to call bullshit. It's over. It's done. We're on we get serious. Yeah. Now's the time. I think these next many months, uh, we're seeing the fraud and the vote stuff. Uh, just the other day, YouTube decided, oh, oh, we've changed our policies and you can talk about vote problems now. You kidding? You serious? Assholes. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Can I have my channels back? Yeah. You know, oh, and you're going to let me monetize while I do it? Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I never was monetized. Yeah, ever. So uh, do you do you think the uh, the military being uh, ready to move people is that for the United States or they're preparing for Ukraine? What where where do you think that's uh, directed? Because we've talked about the military involvement at some at some point. I I see nothing uh, that shakes me from that resolve too. I think the military at some point has to get involved. Michael, excuse me, I have a call. I have to take. Can you give me three four minutes? I'll call you right back. Sure. All right. Sorry about that. All right. No worries. All right, guys, while Juan does that, I'm just going to, like, uh, let it let it roll a little bit. Uh, I'm going to do a little quick bathroom break, and we'll come back. Uh, I'm going to keep it 
running. Uh, and so when Ron Juan comes back in, we'll we'll keep talking. But yeah, uh, what a, what an interesting. Uh, may, maybe Trump's calling in to tell him, hey, don't talk about the military uh, getting involved yet. We're we're watching you. So, <laughs> all right, guys, uh, just hang tight. Uh, we're gonna be probably back uh, doing this in a few minutes. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. A few more minutes and uh, hopefully one come back. If not, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, but, but just think about all the stuff that he was talking about. Kind of uh, wrap it up. So, that last thing we're talking about, the, the military, uh, I think that's, that's a real deal. The military is getting ready to move. Uh, so I saw this one thing where there's 1,900 different um, like uh, places that produce food, ship food, um, like, you know, the hen houses and the cattle houses and all that kind of stuff. A lot of that stuff has been destroyed over the last uh, couple of years while Biden's been in office, right? Uh, 1,900 of them. Uh, that's not by accident. That's not a coincidence. So uh, they're coming after us in a lot of different ways up in uh, Canada. They really hit the, they're hitting those guys hard. Uh, I had a guy on my show from Canada uh, and he talked about how uh, the Western half of Canada wants to break away from Quebec uh, because they're pretty much evil. So, uh, and, uh, it's, that's interesting that, uh, Canada and Cuba are connected, right? Cause we have, uh, you know, the, the prime prime minister, whatever, uh, Trudeau, we call him Castro, true Castro. Uh, cause it looks like he, his mother and Castro had a little fling, uh, cause they had a free, free family. They moved around circles and. So looks like he's one of Castro's sons. Uh, the resemblance is very, very striking. So Canada uh, and Cuba. Uh, so what's going on with that? Why is everybody cutting off Cuba? Why is the U- why is why isn't the U.S. when we give food to everyone around the world and we help everyone around the world? Why can't we help Cuba? What is so bad about Cuba? Why are we always, you know, hitting on Cuba? Uh, so it's, it's very, uh, you know, the Spanish American war where we went into Cuba and hit it. Uh, so it's, uh, it's very, uh, puzzling, uh, what the, what the deal is with Cuba. Uh, obviously I think they want to control it. They want to, they want to control the world. Uh, it's just a money-making thing for them. They don't care about people. They just want to make money. And if they can't make money, uh, then they're going to destroy a country like they're trying to do right now with Ukraine. So the World Economic Forum tried to come in uh, in, I think it was like 2014 or whatever, uh, the then president of, of Ukraine, uh, they did a, a, a color revolution on him, uh, drove him out, uh, and then they started shelling the Donbass area because they're uh, still faithful to Russia, Russian speakers and so forth. Uh, tried to do the same thing with Crimea. Crimea was like, nope, we're going back to Russia. And now the Donbass area is back in Russian hands. So uh, at some point, I think all of Ukraine is going to be back in Russian hands. Uh, it, so 
Now, Juan seems to think that uh, they're destroying uh, the other half, the western half of Ukraine, and maybe that's maybe that's what they're going to do, just destroy it so no one uh, can live there again. So I don't know. Uh, so I think I think they go all the way and destroy every semblance of any kind of army that's in Ukraine so that they don't have a threat. Uh, will NATO spill over at that point? Uh, I think NATO's already in there. I think NATO's already fighting that war. So it, it remains to be seen. All right, so uh, looks like Juan had a um, pretty important conversation. He had to jump off on. Uh, it's last a little bit longer than usual, so we're just going to uh, call it here. Uh, hope you guys had... Uh... Oh, here he goes. Well, speak of the devil, here he is. So... All right, Juan. So uh, in the break, I was uh, I did the Magador uh, little movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I showed that, and I showed all the stuff on uh, Jennifer Mack's site. Uh, so it's uh, we got we get that out of the way, so you can you can roll and uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. That was a call that I would not have been able to get back because hey, I was, hey, uh, I, out I, of the I country. Hope. So I apologize. No worries. I know you're a busy man and you got to answer some questions sometimes. So, well, it was just, the, it just nature of the beast. I don't think I've had to do that. Uh, I, I can't remember a time when I've had to, but that was a particular one that just, I would not have got it back. So not anyway, I apologize. You had a question and I apologize. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the last question I asked, uh, where, where do you think, uh, the military comes in is the military, uh, being able to move uh, large numbers of people. Is that for the United States? Uh, do you I, think I don't think anybody involved knows one way or the other I, what yeah, would cause something like that um, that you're being trained that way we train for stuff all the time sure. that uh, never happens mm -hmm. um, but it is a kind of a unique type of training so is there some kind of a problem where uh, you know is it something that makes an area uninhabitable say a dirty bomb is it uh a natural event is it an earthquake uh yeah uh, <laughs> people can generate earthquakes nowadays yeah. you know uh you know what could be this precipitating circumstance that you would have to move populations rapidly from one area to another even the damn thing you know and you got uh you know um isolated pieces of ground that you got to be able to go grab them, put them somewhere they can get them onto a transport and get them the heck out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm glad, you know, let's just say we had sunspot or an EMP or something like that from the sun. Uh, I want our guys trained and ready to make a difference. Uh, even out across the world, some horrible event happens. Look, both us and Russia are talking about the use of tactical nukes. Yeah. You know, sure. might make uh, some, you know, area not habitable for people. We've got to get them out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, the problem is right now we have a history that is um, maturing where um, you have to second guess uh, the people who are pulling the levers and whether or not they have your interests in mind or their own best interests in mind. You have people tied into a globalista agenda that um, 
they have a different interest than you do. Uh, you know, those Georgia Guidestones had meaning. Half a billion people, that's the carrying capacity of the earth. We got to reduce the population. Look at what's happened around you. You better get scat. Uh, they tell you that, you know, you survived this pandemic, but there's another one coming. Yeah. Well, if the last one was engineered, is the next one engineered too? They always practice stuff. Mm -hmm. um, six months before 9-11, this is an important conversation. Six months before 9-11, there was a NATO drill. Uh, exactly what ended up happening on 9-11. And then on 9-11, there was a drill happening at the same time that the actual event was happening. Yeah. Do you, at this point in time, have any actual doubt that what you were told happened on 9-11 is not, in fact, what actually happened? And who was behind 9-11 has nothing to do with what you were told. At this point, I think uh, probably we've crossed over the tipping point within the population. And I would say that probably more people now believe that they were lied to about 9-11, yep. who was behind it, what was going on, than believe the cover story of 9-11. Absolutely. Any more than people believe the cover story of Oswald, any more than people believe the cover story of Oklahoma City, any more than people believe the cover story uh, on a hundred different things. Mm. Okay. So with that in mind, any training that somebody is engineering for us to do, um, you know, I, 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 I remember the uh, TV show that came out a few years back, um, uh, designated survivor. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that scenario, this new, president that was the designated survivor when all but one person in Congress got wiped out, mm -hmm. eventually learns in the course of what he's doing that it was an insider thing that was pre-planned and engineered two years in advance at the Pentagon. How do you blow up the Capitol and get everybody at the same time? What's the circumstances? Uh, and they come up with a scenario that the, the plot of the movie or the TV show is that it's an inside job. Uh, Hollywood oftentimes tells us in advance exactly what's going to happen because uh, uh, we know that for the karma, they think they have to tell you what they're going to do and then you become complicit by going along with it after they told you. You know, there's a lot in play that looks like the, th the people we need to be afraid of aren't outside government, they're inside government. So when they start doing a drill, practicing moving populations, like they're doing up in Canada right now. That's not a drill. They're moving populations uh, away from these engineered fires. Uh, are they fighting the fires? No, not really. They're moving the population. The fires are, are a subterfuge. Are all of these food processing facilities in America, is that a naturally occurring event? Are we being set up for a food crisis? Is Cuba the canary in the mine shaft. They're starving in Cuba? Seriously, no way. I mean, they got a lot of problems down there, but you're telling me that in that environment, they can't, they, they can't keep their people fed? What's going on here? So uh, I don't trust any, and, and if you, if, if what 
I and others are telling you. The election was stolen. The people that got in power are not there doing the will of the American people. If it was stolen, it was stolen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the people that got in there are beholden to the people that got them there to stay on course on the agenda. And that includes burning down Central Europe. That includes messing up the food production here and, and across other parts of the world. They're still on task. They're still on their plan, even though the George Guidestones have come down to one way or another, one pandemic or 10, get that population down, causes much chaos, civil war, crisis. And then, by the way, if you got 51 intelligence agency people saying the ruse that Hunter Biden's laptop was a Russian disinformation thing, then they're on somebody's payroll, their power comes from a certain crowd that's there um, that they kiss up to and that they were under pressure enough to uh, or um, fellow travelers enough with to stay the course to throw an election and participate in it and didn't even blink an eye and even now would never admit, oh, no, 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 it, honest, it really was a it was a Russian disinformation thing. I don't care what anybody tells you. Honest. You know, uh, you come in, you find your uh, spouse in bed with somebody else, and then the spouse says, uh, look, don't believe your lying eyes. It's not what you think, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. You, you don't know what you're looking at. You, you're, you're, your brain is twisted. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. We caught them. We know what's going on. The question is, how soon do you get scat and skedaddle and get out of the way before the you know they get you, and you're no longer a factor because you're yeah, he who hesitates is lost, is one of the sayings. You know, if if you got a problem, you got to be able to act instantly, or you're dead and not a problem, and the other guy's alive. You got to be able to to have pretty instantaneous uh, reactions and scat stay alive, and and that's the mode that we're in right now. Mm. Yeah, it's a, they're lying. To you. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. <laughs> yep. Lots of lots of lying. Lots of uh, stuff to coming out. So you think Congress is going to like uh, kick it into high gear? Well, let me let me say this. You asked the question a second ago. I didn't really quite answer it. Uh, when's the military come in? Mm. Uh, the reality is, um, I I think most everybody has a little bit different perception of how this would break mm. than. Probably the reality is, hmm. um, uh, we're going to continue to see as I as I've you know kind of uh, spoken of for a long time a Cuban Missile Crisis type of event, yep. um, uh, a nuclear standoff, if you will. Hopefully, it doesn't actually go to an actual exchange. Uh, if it is, it's tactical and it's not all over the world type of thing. And I don't think it is. I think it's a standoff, and saner heads prevail. Uh, but in the course of that, um, you know, you could have an EMP, which I think is what's actually being implied somehow. Look, your power grid, uh, uh, and there's some really smart guys doing very serious conversations about the U.S. power grid. Do you understand, Michael, that key portions 
of the infrastructure of the U.S. power system are built exclusively in China, that we have exported outside of the U.S. the manufacturing capabilities to maintain our own power grid. Wow. If we have um, interference in key locations, if we have uh, damage at key locations, the power grid could go down in large areas. And in a cascading series of events, you could lose power in huge, vast areas of the U.S. Is that possibly what uh, we're training for? Because areas become uninhabitable. Uh, if you lose power in some regions uh, during winter conditions, you might be in real deep shit. Yeah. Okay. So can you get by for a few days? Have you got diesel to get by a week? Have you got... Well, maybe you do and, and the next 10 neighbors do. But then there's maybe 10 or 20 or 30 neighbors or communities that just aren't ready or set up to do that. Uh, you're just going to kiss uh, kiss them bye-bye and, and wish them well? Uh, we're going to come in and try and support that under what circumstances? Could be a son of a gun. Um, is that uh, part of the risk for us right now? It very well could be. Um uh, and is China going to cooperate or be in a mood to cooperate? They can tell us, well, you know, we got this issue over Taiwan, okay? You back off on Taiwan, we give you what you need. How could we, and, and remember, it was political people that actually put the enticements for industry to move certain types of production outside the U.S., uh, whether it's uh, green things, uh, uh, EPA stuff, uh, whatever the excuse was, um, you know, uh, uh, trade agreements and blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, America lacks the ability to cover certain gaps. Can we get it back? Yeah. Uh, when everything's going smooth like it is relatively right now, we can probably get those capacities back very quickly. Mm. Might be even months in a in a you know, the right kind of a mental uh, setting. But uh, then again, if you're already on the ropes and things aren't working right, might be, you know, long months. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, New Zealand, when they had a problem with uh, some of their infrastructure, uh, portions of Christchurch didn't get their power back for a year and a half. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was 15, 20 years ago. Um, so... Uh, are we going to have some kind of a crisis here in America that uh, might take us a while to build out of it? You know, look, I'm not predicting the collapse of America, the demise of America, the end of the country. What I am saying is that you can have a pretty bad hair day and you're not going to recover from it in a few minutes. And uh, if you get hit on the grid, if it's as simple as a natural EMP, uh, but we don't have the infrastructure to go in readily repair it, uh, how long does that take? If uh, if you have political leadership that is looking for an excuse to kiss up to foreign uh, powers and uh, uh, corporations to hand over more American sovereignty uh, in order to get cooperation, well, is that in our best interest? You know, that, that's the other thing. 
look at what's going on on the, on who they're they're proceeding forward with their vaccine passport. I'll tell you right now, mm. before it's all over, the U.S. and the, uh, the U.S. people, uh, you know, probably including Canada and Mexico, are going to have to make a decision. Do they go along with the globalista in getting ready for their next pandemic and restricting your travel and restricting your access to goods and services unless you have the right social credits in your account? Or do we push back and tell them stick where the sun don't shine? We're not playing your games. We're not going to get sucked into your... uh, uh, secret handshake uh, collaboration clubs and monetary systems and everything else. And we begin to do the breakaway thing and uh, they can go collapse in themselves. We're not going to self terminate by going along with those actions. And those people that thought that they were going to cut a fat hog by kissing up to those entities and powers and people that, are moving us into a global alliance. Uh, uh, we tell them that, uh, you know, we go and apprehend the ones that have already done crimes and the rest of them, you don't like it here? You know, Absolutely. you know, get the hell out of Dodge. Uh, we're probably, before it's all over with, going to have to sideline the federal government somewhat and go further to states' rights. Governors are going to have to assert themselves. Uh, We're not putting up with the uh, uh, invasion. We're not going to be forced to participate in the invasion. Uh, We're going to protect citizens' rights within the states. Uh, What Reagan was saying, moving back towards states' rights, what Trump was uh, pushing towards. Um, There's going to be uh, some uh, staged uh, rollback of the federal authorities. Trump says he's going to cut the federal uh, payroll in half, number of federal employees in half. You know, the last thing that Trump did as he was leaving office was he set in place within a continuity in government um, uh, setting what are the protocols for uh, moving federal operations to other locations in the country, whether it be a different federal city or the operations in a dispersed sense out across the country, uh, like he did with the Department of Agriculture, um, uh, if we had to bug out of D.C., you want to think about having to move people. What if, uh, you know, we've had ricin, we've had biologicals, et cetera. What would make you want to get off of a uh, uh, nuclear submarine? What happens that maybe Washington, D.C. becomes untenable? That's what Trump was anticipating uh, as his last thing in office for economy and government was what are we going to do if we got to bug out of D.C.? I've said, you know, flood the area and then go in and, uh, you know, take out the bad guys. You know, talk about drain the swamp. Well, not until you've flushed it two or three times. Uh, divert the Potomac and, and flush that place out. You got tunnels everywhere. You know, yep. what, you know, put the blue dye in there and see where the water comes out other places. <laughs> uh, you know, I wrote pretty extensively about that in my book. But that actually, That's right. yeah. uh, that actually, the federal city is the threat to America. All of these things that are happening with, uh, you know, uh, this collusion 
with foreign entities and looking the other way and diverting our money and upping the, you know, money that we spend, the budget and all this in, in insane ways. It all emanates out of TC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go back to states' rights. Um, the collusion, um, leaving constitutional money and going to an international uh, private uh, banking group and families for the printing of our currency, the, the debt ceiling wouldn't exist if we were operating uh, according to uh, uh, the Constitution. Mm. So uh, uh, are we going to end up having to go back to something tied to that? Yeah, I think so. Fascinating. Good good stuff, Juan. Boy, you're just really, uh, really laying it all out there today. So I appreciate it. This, this will be a big hit. And so uh, on my Rumble channel, I have 107 subscribers right now. So it's perfect. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Uh, nobody yeah. else joined now. Just stop. Nobody leave. That's right. Just for just for this uh, this free period of time, and then everybody comes in. That's good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's, let's take it up a thousand times. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I always enjoy talking with you and your audience, and I. Um, uh, I know it's a little bit of banter. It sounds like it's repetitive and it probably is to a great extent, but I just want people to take a deep breath. It is coming together stuff that, you know, if, if I described the events of the last week to some of my friends 30 years ago that were looking, hoping we could get things back under control, um, I think they'd be stunned at the victories, not victories because we actually overturned what's happening, but victories because the American people are actually getting access to and hearing about, uh, you know, substantiated uh, information. The, The situation over at the FBI, that's not scuttlebutt. That's not, you know, some friend of a friend telling another friend that, you know, they they had a whistleblower that did whatever. Uh, even the stuff, you know, again, I mentioned Pat Byrne, uh, you know, his information. He's going to get traction somewhere in it. It's not bullshit. Uh, he's still uh, in good standing as a source for the FBI. OK, they never they never disproved anything he presented. He's he said, you know, hey, you're not going to get their FBI. You're not going to get their house. If you're going to slow walk this, maybe I need to start uh, putting some stuff out uh, in, you know, various places and talking about it. YouTube wants to relax the election stuff. You know, guys like that are willing to talk. You got the Israeli. He's talking and he's not talking bullshit. He's, he's sitting there saying, hey, Biden, when we start naming names, I'll start naming names for you. He's out in hiding, but he's not hiding from telling the public there's a problem. Uh uh, even in uh, Designated uh, Survivor, part of the plot in the whole movie was the guy that came out of uh, NSA. And he was willing to put his his career, his life, his freedom on the line to get one piece of information to the president. Here's the guys that set us all up, that tried to take the country. And uh, here's the information to take him out. Um, those whistleblowers, this is the year of the whistleblower. And the whistleblowers are going to win the day, directly or indirectly. We're getting the information, and the public is getting more wound up by the hour, and they're not backing off. 
uh, we're getting closer. We're going to kick these people in the ass. Nice. All right, Juan. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. Great reveal as usual. So, uh, I, I think people are going to really love this one. Just one of your best ones yet. Thanks a lot. Well, I always enjoy your audience. Uh, uh, you know, keep the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let people that don't, you know, don't get into a, um, oh, uh, uh, situation normal uh where nothing's changing and all that um expect the unexpected uh things are um coming to a head and there's so many lanes there's so much as the house of cards starts to come crumbling down you know a lot of people say, i wish you just hurry up i wish you'd... those would be the same people but i wish they'd slow down i don't know if we can do it fast enough i hope i hope you know <laughs> be careful what you wish for <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyway, love you, bro. Thanks. I love for, you, man. Thanks for a lot. Jack and stuff too. You know, that's that's a lot of fun. Jennifer pulled that together. The jacket. You guys had a great piece in that. That was kind of fun. And yeah, thanks um, a lot. That was that was that was great. Thanks. You know, Trump as the as the Megador Matador. I think at the end, when this is all done, we we actually see the demise of the deep state. These colluding people, you know, stealing America. Uh, you know, one card at a time, one hat trick at a time. I think that's yeah. the image that we'll actually remember Trump coming in and going head to head, uh, putting it all online and uh, in representing all of us. Uh, we're not done. 2020 is not over. 2020, <laughs> it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.